All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that is exactly what you're going to get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Summer is upon us, and whatever you have going on, a vacation, a staycation, a summer wedding, well, Macy's has you covered. If you need summer dresses, matching sets, volume sleeve tops, wedges, straw-crafted bags, I mean, really, they have what you need head to toe. I'm talking Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. So shop summer must-haves at Macy's. Go to Macy's.com slash style. Again, that's Macy's.com slash style. Something I for sure love having in my home is super clean countertops. And I love when it smells good too. So you can bring the vacation vibes to your home with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy with a refreshing scent that'll transform your space into a tropical island retreat and give you a powerful clean. No plane ticket required. Unleash your self-expression with the enchanting coconut fragrance of Clorox Sentiva. You can get yours at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful thing. Laugh a little more thing. Tight, tighten up your core thing. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. Okay, super pumped to have Danielle Walker on today's episode. She is just the coolest. She's someone that I have followed on Instagram for a while, and I have her cookbooks. I mean, I know a little bit about her just from following her. So to meet her in person was just amazing. And she was just as awesome as I thought she was going to be, if not more awesome, and just so stunning in person. Like I was like, oh my gosh, like she's so pretty and kind and and smart and has so much to offer and so much wisdom. And so, yeah, she's a three times New York Times bestselling author of Against All Grains series. She's a mom to four. She's a wife and she's beating an autoimmune disease with diet and lifestyle. And that's her little Instagram bio. If you want to follow her, she's at Danielle Walker. And we're going to talk food, faith, family, and gratitude. So those are the four things we're going to touch on. And I just really think y'all are going to enjoy our conversation. And uh, I had Hillary Scott on last week and she is like besties with Hillary and was staying at her house. So I got to actually do this recording in person when we were originally scheduled to do it over the phone. But since she was in Nashville, yay, I got to meet her and it was just so 
So awesome. So I hope y'all enjoy it. And before we get into that, I did want to let y'all know that the next step bet game, which I do a lot with Aaron Opria, starts October 7th. And so I'm going to be signing up. So just make sure you're signed up before the 7th and you should be good to go. If you're like, what the heck is step bet? Well, it's a challenge where, you know, it syncs up to your Apple Watch, your Fitbit, your phone, whatever. And you have a certain amount of steps that you're supposed to get today. That's that's it's also that part is selected based on how many steps you do like normally. It's like been tracking you. So you're not gonna have to do some crazy amount that wouldn't be attainable for you, but you pay forty dollars, you get your money back plus some of the pot for all the people that have lost, which I've lost before. So I've lost money, but I've also won before and gotten some money. So if you hit your personal goal, you know, every day and you've got a free day every week for six weeks then you get your money back and then some. So yeah, step bet app. But to enter the game that I'm going to be a part of, Aaron's game, you have to enter the game code Aaron Opria, E-R-I-N-O-P-R-E-A. And if you don't see her name, then you're in the wrong game because I have joined the wrong game before. And that's not fun because you want to be competing against like, or not competing. You want to be in the game, getting encouraged by people that you know and playing along with. I guess how, that's how I should put it, not competing. Um, so yeah, Step Bet app is where you can find all that. So I will see y'all on there because I'm definitely, now that fall is approaching, it's still hot here, but in Nashville, I think we're about to see the switch like tomorrow. It's supposed to be in the 80s where all this week it's been like 100. So I'm super excited about that. And I'm going to start walking more, getting my dog out, getting my kids outside. It's just been so hot. We haven't been able to do that. So I'm signing up for this game and I'm going to get my $40 back and then some. So maybe y'all will join me. Okay. With that out of the way, um, let's get into my little chat with Danielle Walker. Here you go. First thing. That's right. Okay. I've got Danielle Walker here with me and Danielle, I think what's super cool is Last Thursday, I had Hillary Scott on. Yes. And okay, full disclosure, y'all, we're recording this back to back. So podcasts are fun that way. Sometimes you <laughs> knock stuff out. But the way I air it, when you're listening to this, Hillary ran last week, but she was just in here like yeah. five minutes ago. And Danielle, you don't live in Nashville. No, I don't. No. But she's her house is my second home. Yes. Yes. So Danielle and I were originally going to do this interview over the phone. Totally scheduled, going to knock it out. And then next thing you know... You know, I hear that she's actually like the same day that we're supposed to be on the phone. Basically, she's in Nashville staying at Hillary's house and Hillary was coming up here to do my podcast. And yep. so and then we were like, wait a second. <laughs> I know. Small world. You should just time come here yeah. and do this in person because in person is so much it's better. so much better. And I'm happy to finally meet you in person. I know. And see you in yeah. person because I followed you on Instagram for so long. Yeah. And so on Instagram, she's at Danielle Walker. But for a long time, were you at Against All Grain? I was. So I that's how some of you may know. Like if you don't, if you started following her as Against All Grain, yeah. then you may not know necessarily that she switched. To yeah, Danielle I think Walker. it just, it was a very seamless transition. So Which I don't is think great. a lot of people noticed, but I mean, yeah, it definitely says it. Which so. I can see how in the beginning, probably because that was your first cookbook and yeah. like you were the you're against all grain. I was the against all grain girl. That's but it's like, <laughs> like, you're so much more than that. Thank you. So you do deserve your name and your handle. Thank you. Like I, I Amy Brown was taken, which is my yeah. real name, but my Instagram handle is radio Amy, which is fine. Cause yeah. that's, I am on the radio. Right. But I, I've, you're like, I I'm more than just that. sometimes. Yeah. 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 But I'm radio Amy. And so sometimes when I meet people, 
that's how they refer to me. Totally. But I do the same thing. Yeah. And then even I introduce myself to people that I only know on Instagram because they may not know me if yeah. I say, hey, I'm, a- I'm Amy Brown. Totally. Like, who? But if I say Radio Amy? <laughs> yeah. I was like, people said, um, for a long time, people didn't even know my first name. It was like, they'd see me on the street or whatever and be like, you're the against all grain girl. And I was like, I want to be known as my name. And yeah, I mean, we've branched out from so much more than just grain-free recipes. And I've been able to speak into so many different things. So that's why I was hoping to get it. But that screen name was taken for, I mean, we tried to get it for years and it was just this, like, it was like an unactive account that was sitting for a couple years. Some girl had made it like way back. And the last picture she had posted was like years back and I was fighting for it for so long. And then all of a sudden one morning I woke up and it was switched and I had no idea that it was going to happen. So Instagram. (laughs) That's how it works. That's how it works. works. Yes. So we're going to start with food because, well- I know you have so much more about you, but I mean, food, well, yeah, food is what put you out there. Totally. And it's still, I mean, the, one of the most important things in my life, yeah. you know, aside from like my personal kids and everything, but yeah, no food is what I'm all about. So. And so if you're listening right now and you're not familiar and you're like, what's against all grain mean? <laughs> like, why is this woman so anti-grain? Yeah. <laughs> what did grain do to you? But grain actually did a lot to you. It did. And it like destroyed my body. Totally. Yeah. So walk us through your journey Uh, to a grain-free diet. Yeah. Yeah. So I was 22 and had just gotten married and was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. Um, It's called ulcerative colitis. There's like hundreds and hundreds of autoimmune diseases, but they all have something similar in common and that they are all inflammatory based um, and that your immune system is essentially overactive and attacking an otherwise healthy organ. So it's just different for each one. Mine specifically, my colon was being attacked, but I mean, there's MS, there's, you know, rheumatoid arthritis where your immune system's attacking your joints. So there's so many different kinds. Um, and I spent years on really high dosages of medications and I was on medical leave for my job. Like I could barely get up a flight of stairs without collapsing and just oh really, gosh. really bad. Um, and the medications were making things worse. And then they were talking about surgery to remove a portion of my colon. But then there was this whole other like slew of side effects that could come from that. And then there were these lifelong medications that they were talking about that also had just this, you know, like handful of, of side effects. And so I started looking into food and found that an anti-inflammatory diet, which would cut out things like grains and dairy and legumes and anything processed. So like refined sugar, processed foods um, would could really help. And I did it. I mean, it's a, kind of a longer story than I just did it. It took a long time for me to really dig in and commit. And so is that similar to, to like the elimination diet? Yeah. And very similar to a paleo diet. That's kind okay. of, yeah, paleo with a couple things, at, you know, that I had to cut out temporarily, but that's pretty much what it looked like. And, um, but yeah, I mean, we did an elimination diet and after the elimination diet within 48 hours, my symptoms improved by like 80%. I mean, wow, you could tell that quickly, that quickly. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. I think especially because my disease is in my like gut and everything I eat goes through there. Um, it was really, really drastic for me, but I mean, even from, you know, now that I've been doing this for so long, hearing from so many people, it's, it sometimes takes like 30 days for people, but yeah, I mean, mine was like almost immediate and Mm -hmm. all of the medications I had been on previously never worked that quickly or that efficiently. Right. 
But I mean, you had, it, it was so, just so that people know how serious this was. Yeah. I mean, there was times you, you almost, this, this could have killed you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I almost died. And I'm not being dramatic. No, no, no. I almost died in Uganda once. Um, and then a couple times in hospitals. Yeah. And it's not, no, you're not being dramatic. I know I always say that to him. Like I was fighting for my life, but like, I can't articulate like how I, I actually had to be revived with blood transfusions in the hospital. Like I was so anemic and so iron deficient that if I would have not gone into the hospital another couple weeks or so, I wouldn't have made it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And so, and that you were married at the time. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So all this, wed. this uh-huh. isn't something that, you know, you had to work through as a child and a teenager no. and adult, like, but you were, you yeah. were married before or after you realized. So I got, we got married uh, in September and I was diagnosed at the end of October of that year. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's it like, Really, Wait, really you, quick so newlyweds. He, oh, yeah. wow. So, yeah. and, a, and it's your colon. And, yeah. And it's a, <laughs> I yes, mean, there yes, was a whole lot. My husband cannot even handle if I'm like, I have to go to the bathroom. Right. Like, I don't know that he would have been able to. I know. How, so that expedited things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm married to like a saint. He's amazing. But yes, I mean, it, ex, it, it expedited things. He had to give me enemas. I mean, like we're, I'm newlywed 22 and having to have my husband help put something up my 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 butt. Yeah, <laughs> like, was that so? Oh, that was, was like, part of the um, part of the like one of the medications that one of the doctors gave us. Okay, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it got it got real real quick. Yeah. Okay. So so back to where you started to eliminate certain things, you started to feel great. So then eventually you were able to nail down. Okay. Well, whoa. Yeah. This is what I. This is my parameters. Yep. This is what I can eat. Yep. And maybe there's other people that are yeah. going through this. So then you start sharing what you're eating, what led to eventually you now with like, what, like three or four cookbooks or something? Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, that's um, like, this is probably not the path you were on. No, No, not at all. No, I never thought I would write a cookbook. I mean, I didn't even ever make up recipes. Um, Yeah, I started a blog more just to kind of keep my friends and family updated with how I was because it was kind of like I would get so many texts and calls every day with like, how are you feeling? How are you doing? And I was like, well, maybe if I just start a blog, they can all just kind of go and like read about how I'm doing as opposed to having to like retell, you know, every time. Uh, And then I started kind of creating some recipes once I realized like I have to eat this way. I don't want my food to taste terrible. And that's like, it was a real fear for me in my early 20s. I was like, I'm gonna have to eat this way for the rest of my life. Like, I can't do chicken and just like steam vegetables forever. Like I will get so sick of it and I don't think I'll be able to stick to it if it's, that's the case. So I got into my kitchen and just kind of started doing trial and error and trying to recreate food that I grew up eating and things that were kind of comforting to me or like things that I liked to eat around special occasions or holidays, things that like I was really feeling like I missed. And I started having some successes on recipes that tasted good. I was like sharing them with my husband. And then like, I'd take stuff to his work or our neighbors and people were like, this is really good. And they didn't have to eat that way. And so he encouraged me. I was new mom. I was a new mom. I think I had, my son might've been like a couple months old and he was like, well, he naps. Why don't you like blog your recipes? And I was like, I don't know what a blog is. I also don't know how to take pictures. (laughs) Um, And he said it, my husband's like very techie. And so he set up a whole blog for me and I started blogging the recipes that were working and I would take photos with like my phone as but like the best I could. And I started a Facebook page for the blog and it just started to gain traction like really quickly, um, especially when I would put recipes out that were recreations of things. So like grain-free, dairy-free chocolate chip cookies or like grain-free, dairy-free like sandwich bread so I could still have a sandwich. Those were the recipes that I started to notice people coming that weren't just like my sister and my mom. 
and after the blog was running, Which shout for, out to the sisters and the moms seriously. that show support. Because like, yeah, you know when you. When you've got something like that and you're starting it, yes. you've got two clicks. You're like, yes. yes. Oh, Thank no. you, sister. Thank you, mom. <laughs> I screenshot. I went back. I don't know what I was doing. I was either recording a podcast or a magazine article, something they were asking back about like when I first started. So I spent like hours getting all the way back to my very first post and it had two likes and it said like my sister, Lisa, <laughs> and I'd screenshot it and sent it to her. And I was like, thank you for always being my number one fan, right? like, even from the beginning. Yeah. Um, yeah. So after the blog was running for about a year, I got a phone call from a publisher and they had asked if I wanted to write a cookbook. And honestly, I was, I didn't think it was real. First of all, I thought that cookbooks could only be written by like Food Network stars. I just, that's in my brain. I was like, only I right. garden and like Rachel Ray are allowed to write cookbooks. You're like, you I'm know? not Martha Stewart. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't think I have the qualifications to do this. Um, but it's a kind of a fun story in that, you know, first of all, I thought that the way I was eating could only help digestive diseases like Crohn's, colitis, uh, you know, celiac. And as I started blogging and getting that Facebook page, I just started getting so many emails and messages and comments from people with just all sorts of other things. You know, like I mentioned, like from MS to rheumatoid arthritis to people that were helping their migraines and their joint pains. And then I think the most out there one that I didn't realize was that there's this whole community of families with children that are on the spectrum that are doing grain-free, dairy-free diets to try to help heal their gut, which can help they're just like everything in their mental. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the lady who worked at the publisher actually had a son that was on the spectrum. And he went to a school where they did a cereal day every Monday where the kids got to like bring in all their cereals and they would bring, you know, like junky cereal, like sugar cereals. And he couldn't participate because he was on a grain free diet. And I had a granola recipe on my blog that was crunchy and like sweet and sweetened with honey. And she made it for him every Monday with almond milk so that he could like participate in Mm. the cereal day. And that's how she found me. And that's how the publishing, like the Uh. first publishing deal came about. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's kind of a special story. Like it just, it wasn't somebody that was just like looking to, you know, make a buck or like get the next best thing. Like no, she she's was like people invested. Yeah, yeah. It was really cool. So it was like, a, it was a cool conversation and like phone call to get. Yeah. Um, and I had started like thinking about self-publishing or something at that point. Cause I had just been creating so many recipes for free on blogs. It's like, you just put everything out there for free and it takes and so much time, so much work and so much money. I mean, we were newlyweds and I was like, we were like pouring our savings into the blog of just like recipe development and the ingredients. And, you know, I, like I finally took a food photography class and I bought like a legit camera. And so, um, I was looking finally, I was like, I got to monetize this some way or another. And, um, the, the book deal kind of came right as we were trying to figure out what to do next. Um, do you know what your most loved recipe is by people? My real deal chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. That's one of the recipes it's on my blog, but it's also in my first cookbook. And I call them real deal because, I was testing them like a billion times and we had a group of like college high school age boys that came in for dinner that we would have like part of our community that we had for dinner. And I remember testing them and thinking like, okay, if I can give these to them for dessert and none of them say like, this tastes different or it tastes weird or like they just didn't know what was in it and that it was healthy for them, that I knew it was like a winner recipe. And one of the guys at the end was like, this tastes like the Toll House recipe my grandma used to make or something. And I was like, I'm like, winner. So I've called them the real deal chocolate chip cookies forever. And that was like the one recipe that I think started kind of my blog to skyrocket. And then it's like the most 
made recipe of mine ever. There's a hashtag for it on Instagram. Oh, like, real deal. Yeah. Cho- real deal it. chocolate chip cookies is really long. It's a long hashtag. It's a really but- long hashtag. But yeah, I think people just, there's something nostalgic about cookies. And I've totally. heard so many stories around them too. Like I'll never forget when I toured for my first book and a mom came out that was visibly frail and sick, but that was like out and walking. And she came with her little six-year-old girl and she just thanked me and was in tears and was like, I've been bedridden for two years and your recipes and like the way that now I'm eating has gotten me to not only get out of bed, but be, but be able to do a pastime like making cookies with my daughter that I can also eat that doesn't, you know, hurt my body. And it just was super special here because that's, I always wanted that for my kids too. And like, I grew up making cookies and cakes and things with my mom and I wanted to be able to make those, but also get to eat them with my kids. Cause like I could make a wheat filled with like refined sugar cookie for and with my kids, but then I'm like, I can't sit and eat it with them. Mm-hmm. So being able to make something that we can all enjoy that like doesn't make me sick was yeah. a huge priority for me. I love that. Okay. So that's your most beloved recipe. Yeah. What, what's your favorite? Do you have oh. a favorite? I mean, that's honestly, that's one of them. Like we, we make and eat them all the time. Um, but otherwise I would say, gosh, the new book has a lot of my favorites in it. So the new um, book is eat what you love. Yeah. Yeah. It's eat what you love and it's all like nostalgic comfort foods. So that's really fun for me. <laughs> um, there's, I would say probably in that book, I love lasagna. Ooh, yeah. And me it's too, hard to do but... grain free and dairy free. Like that's a tough thing because yeah, it's so, so cheesy. You... And that's Wait, probably my favorite. What's the cheese? Like cashews or yeah, something? Yeah, like a ricotta, like a cashew ricotta type of a thing, which you can buy. Like there's a brand now that they sell in health food stores that's made from almonds. And it's- Kite Hill? Yeah. Ooh, yeah, I love that. So good. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been like being able to get those flavors. I mean, it's not like stringy and ooey gooey, but it tastes like it close enough. So okay. I would say that's my favorite. And that one's in Eat What You mm-hmm. Love. So yeah. you also have Celebrations, yes. which is one that I love. And that's like where you can really, yeah, if you've got, if you need to like dial into like yeah. something that you're celebrating. Yeah, I mean, host any, hosting, any special having occasions. people over, yes. like it's got... The recipe. That's like my favorite book, I think. Honestly, I grew up in a family that loved holidays, first of all. But what I found for myself and then also what I found just from people who have any special diets or food allergies, anything like that, the time that they feel the most left out or like the most weird or, you know, ostracized is during those special occasions, whether it's like birthdays or Thanksgiving or Christmas. And that's also the time where people fall off the wagon really easily because it's like, all the things they love and the things that are super nostalgic and that have memories tied to them that they're like being faced with that, you know, at Christmas or Thanksgiving. And they're like, oh, I could just eat it this, this, you know, Thanksgiving. And then tomorrow I'll go back. And for me, it was like, I did that for the first couple of years and I'd end up so sick afterwards that it just wasn't worth it. Yeah. Cause when you say fall off the wagon, I mean, there's one, you know, that probably commonly of like, oh, I'm just on a diet for yes. a few pounds or whatever, right. which or yeah, I have a cheat, day, a cheat day, or, but yeah. this is like you, this is a lifestyle. If you do that, like yeah. you get sick, like yes. your consequences are not a pound up on the scale. No. It's like, yeah, you could be in bed. Yes. Yeah. And I had days. to, it took me a while to realize that honestly, yeah. it was like, oh, a little here and there. And it was just this mental thing where I finally had to come to grips with like, this isn't a diet. This isn't a 30 day thing. Like this is a lifestyle that will be my forever and in order to be able to enjoy that and to like to be to be able to stick to it and make it sustainable, something like having a grain-free stuffing at Thanksgiving was like, I need to have that, mm-hmm. or like a pumpkin pie. That's and my jam. So celebrations is really special to me because it was like yes. all those recipes that I was able to like pour my heart in to give people a normal holiday, but then not only give them a normal holiday, but I wanted to create food that they could have their family, their neighbors, people who didn't have to eat 
grain-free or gluten-free and that they could just serve one meal and that everybody would love it. And I did it for a couple years with my family just to kind of see, you know, like what their response would be. And they all were like, this food tastes so fresh and it tastes so good. And I'm not, you know, like needing a nap on the couch afterwards, like we usually do after Thanksgiving. And over the years, it's become like my whole extended family. That's all they make now are just my recipes from celebrations. And that's our Thanksgiving dinner. And nobody misses like the things that they used to eat, which is awesome. Love that. Yeah. And so, yeah, on your blog, again, stallgrain.com, you do have recipes up there. You yeah, have tons. links to all your cookbooks, yeah. which can be on Amazon, but you also have appliances and cookware yeah. that you recommend. And, uh, you know, my friend Mary, I was staying at her house. She lives in California and yeah. I was out there a couple weeks ago and I got out this skillet and I was going to make some eggs. And she goes, oh, Danielle Walker recommended that <laughs> skillet. And it's like the best one. And I was like, oh, I need to go order this. Because yeah. I feel like I never buy the right I know, cookware. So like it's much. so It's overwhelming. It is overwhelming. Yeah. So I love that you throw out those recommendations too. Because yeah. I mean, you're doing a lot in the kitchen and yeah. you kind of know what. To just know what to trust and what to buy. Yeah. Right. It's not cheap, you know? So it's like, if you're going to buy mm-hmm. something, make a good investment. And I think, you know, when I say like, it's still all kind of surrounded about food, but what I've learned over the years is that while food is a massive, massive player in my health and in my journey, there's so much more that goes with it. And a lot of it is like well, like wellness things in terms of like what you're cooking with. So non-toxic cookware. And it took me years to learn like the, the different nuances and the things and like having to change all of my beauty supplies and my shampoos. Like I had no idea shampoo could have wheat in it, gluten in it. And I was like, for years, you know, cut out grains and gluten, but then it was like using a shampoo with wheat in it, which can still be absorbed. It's just a lot and it took a long time. But so for me to be able to offer some of what I've learned and just kind of give people a recommendation without having to, you know, for them to have to do all the research, that's kind of what I like to be able to offer to people. And especially for people with chronic illness, which a lot of my followers have like to, to try to figure out what to eat and what to buy and what not to use. It's a lot, you know? So if they can just go to my website and just be like, okay, that's what she recommends. I'm going to get this, 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 and this, and like not have to put too much thought into it. That's my hope is just to make it accessible and easy for them. Oh yeah. People like me, we appreciate people yeah. like you. <laughs> yes. Well, you taught me something though. What? The almond milk <laughs> in the shampoo bottles. I oh. remember seeing it on your Instagram and I was That's like, how I travel. I was like, how have I never thought of this before? I mean, literally like I would travel and then find a grocery store and it like, is so, either... it's too, and plus sometimes you don't have time. No, you don't have time. And it's like the perfect amount. I mean, it's such a great idea. Are you can, And so for those of you that don't know, yeah, sorry. Talking about, I, Shampoo bottles are like, what, three ounces? Yeah, because you can take them on, like a carry-on. Carry-on. So if you get, like, say, for me personally, I like to have a matcha latte every morning, but I don't want to just go get it from Starbucks or something because it's just not— You don't know what's in it. I don't know the ingredients. Like, I just— I like the way mine tastes. Yeah. I can control it and I know what I'm putting in my body. Yeah. So I will even, sometimes I'll just completely concoct the whole matcha latte. I love that. It's not just the almond milk. Sometimes it'll be that, but, and I'll put it in like, and if I want a 16 ounce, I get, you know, like four or five bottles. Yep. <laughs> I'll add some water sometimes when I get there, if I need to, an so ice awesome. and it'll fill up. But I yeah. mean, I just throw those in a Ziploc bag and boom. I get. The, I mean, I've been yeah. on the airplane before, and I start opening up shampoo <laughs> bottles and pouring myself People a are drink. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, and it's not like it's a cocktail. I'm drinking some right. milk. Right. And I'm like, mind your It's business. such a good idea because so I travel with a lot of food on the plane and people always ask that. They're like, wait, you can bring food through TSA? And I'm like, yeah, as yeah. long as it's not liquid. And then anything under, I think it's four ounces, yeah. anything under four, they okay. don't even check. So I'm like, that's 
so great. And you can have as many four ounce bottles right. as you want. That's why you like, got to add yeah. it up to yes. how many ounces do you need? And you just buy that many from Such Target. Idea. Fill them up. So I didn't have shampoo bottles after I saw that, but I did have old breast milk bottles from oh. like when I used to pump and I filled them up with cashew milk and almond milk. And I was like, well, the good thing is nobody's going to touch these in the fridge. Like nobody's going to steal my cashew milk because they're going to think it's breast milk. Do you, <laughs> you know, make so. your own milk? So I don't make almond milk anymore because they're such good brands. My favorite is Malk, M-A-L-K. Oh yeah, I love Malk. So good. And yeah. it's just the cleanest ingredients. It's like five So ingredients. true. It's so, so clean. There's no gums. There's like no stabilizers because those things all bloat me really bad. And that's why I don't go to Starbucks because they have so much stuff in their almond milk. Um, but cashew milk I make homemade because it's so much like creamier and thick when you make it homemade. And Cashew milk, you don't have to do the like long soak and the straining process like you do with almond milk. Like Mm -hmm. you can actually just blend it and use it as is. You don't have to strain out the pulp. So I make that one. But um, almond milk, no, not anymore. I used to. But it's like you have to think about it because you have to soak them for 24 hours and you have to blend it. Then you have to strain it. And I never had it soaked when I needed the milk. So I'm so grateful for brands that that sell it now. Well, I mean, that's probably a huge blessing that you have now that you didn't have then. Because when you first started out with all this, like there was nothing. Nothing. Now, you know, you can go to Whole Foods if you've got one near you or a health food store or even Kroger now has or H-E-B, depending on where you're shopping or where you live, like what part of the country. Like you can go in and you can find everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's so great. Like even that high heel ricotta cheese that you were like. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I did an Instacart order on Publix while I was sitting out there to get delivered to Hillary's for later. And I could get, I mean, they had everything. They had like simple meals, grain-free crackers. They had bone broth. I mean, they had anything I would have normally found, which are I was you like, gonna Publix. Make, are you going to make Hillary an awesome meal? <laughs> so when you come live with her, do you I cook do. for her? We make, I have a dairy-free queso that's like her favorite. <sighs> and I make it. And even when sometimes- With what, cashews? No, it doesn't have any what? nuts, which is my favorite part. What it's, do you make? Sweet potatoes? Yes. Okay. It's so random. Like you would not expect it. Um, it has sweet potatoes and like salt, green salsa and onions and garlic. And um, I put a little bit of arrowroot in it to just like make it kind of have a little bit of a consistency and then nutritional yeast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lately I've been doing like taco meat to taste like the chilies skillet queso. Yeah. So I, we make it every time I'm with her. And then thankfully with our jobs, like we all see each other on the road sometimes. And so anytime she comes to California, I make like a big vat for her to take on the tour bus mm-hmm. and I'll come like all my kids and I'll go and see them. And then I'm like, here's your queso for the week. Yeah. And so that's what she eats on the, well, t- on the bus. If Hillary's <laughs> house is ever full, I have a garage apartment. Great. And it has a full kitchen. Okay, perfect. Yeah. And you can stay there. Yes. No, I mean, that is the thing we love to do. And her, so her daughter, Isley is like, one of my favorite humans and she loves to bake. So oh, every yes. time we come, like we, she, we just oh, made she chocolate told me cupcakes yeah. last night. She told me um, we bake. bake. I mean, I literally will walk in the door. I got, I got off the bus just this week and like at 6am it's like eyes leaving like, Miss Danielle, do you want to bake? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I'm so tired, but I will bake with you. So that's usually what we do. Yeah. We cook and we bake and, and it's fun. It's great. No, that yeah. is fun. Okay. So yeah, I'm going to have to I, now I'm going to have to make the queso and your real deal. Yes. Chocolate chip cookies. Yes. And dairy free ranch. That's the other one. Oh, and dairy. Oh, yes. oh, no, I know about your dairy free yeah. ranch. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> those are the other things I think I'm like, yeah, those are like the things I'm known for, you yeah. know, with all the recreations. So those are, are all three of those are those on your, they just in cookbooks. Or are they on your recipe? So recipe the queso is on the blog okay. and the ranch is on the blog. Um, the cookies are on the blog. Real deal. Oh, boom. So all on the blog. I mean, you can just, just link to them all. Get the sneak yeah. peek now. And then of course yeah. you'll try them out and you'll want to order her cookbooks, yeah. but it's against all grain.com. Yeah. All right. I want to tell you about something really awesome that Macy's is doing. 
It is currently Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, online and in-store. For the entire month of May, you can join Macy's in supporting AAPI-owned fashion brands. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or simply round up in-store to APIA scholars. Now, APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. And Macy's has made it super easy. You can just round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA Scholars, which is an educational nonprofit. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Again, that's Macy's.com. You're going to be doing some shopping anyway. Why not round up and give back? That's Macy's.com or in-store. All right, so I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. I want to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and that's where Quince comes into play. You can go see for yourself all the awesome stuff they have, especially for summer right now, like European linen dresses and blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 14-karat gold jewelry, so much more. And if you're like me, you're like, hmm, this just seems too good to be true. Well, what Quince does is they partner directly with top factories and they cut out the cost of the middleman and they pass the savings on to us. So we are getting things for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. For example, I'm literally looking on their website right now at this open knit cover up maxi dress that'll be great for the summer, 100% organic cotton, and it's $49.90. It could retail for $148, so that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. All you got to do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365-day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food. Everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month. And when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. A friend was over for dinner the other day and, you know, we were just making conversation around the table, asking questions. And this friend said to my daughter, like, hey, what's something that makes your mom happy? And her response without missing a beat was clean countertops. Wiping down the countertops is a simple way for me to reset, especially when the smell is just right. And by smell, I'm talking about coconut. Coconut scented Clorox Sentiva is my go-to. And I personally love that she answered that without hesitation. That means she knows me well, and that's really special. And 
of course, yeah, I do love clean countertops. I love wiping them down. I will always choose the smell of coconut over anything. I don't know what scent matches your vibe, but there's coconut, there's grapefruit, there's lavender. And again, for me, it's always going to be coconut. My kitchen smells like a little tropical vacation when I use it. And I love that with Clorox, I know I'm getting a really good clean as well. So it's a powerful clean and a refreshing scent. Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. You can get yours now at a retail store near you. Second thing. So when it comes to your whole well-being and taking care of your body and the food that you put in, I mean, there's so many different ways you can um, nurture your body yeah. and spiritually is, is one of them too. And so how has faith played a role on this journey? Because I'm sure... There are times, I mean, I know that you've been open with your faith yeah. before, so I knew we could probably go there. Yeah. But, you know, when you face something like a chronic illness mm-hmm. like this, sometimes is there just frustration? It's, yeah. It's been a difficult road, uh, not only from when I got diagnosed, but we also lost a baby girl five years ago, shortly after birth. And so mm. my whole yeah. faith journey for the past like 10 years since I was diagnosed until now has been... Bumpy. Um, Just a lot of questions that I didn't have to face growing up. I grew up in a Christian household, so it just kind of was this, you know, like easy faith that I just grew up and I didn't really ever have to challenge it. So I think the biggest, the hardest thing was just being diagnosed with this disease and and really praying for years for healing, like for miraculous healing, for where I'd wake up the next morning and have a new body. Because I mean, I was so, so sick. And I still am, you know, I think I'm still trying to comprehend that prayer doesn't always, or not prayer, but I guess that that healing doesn't always look like what we expect it to. And also prayer, like what we ask for, sometimes it comes in ways that we don't expect it to. And it took me a while to realize that maybe I wasn't waking up and having like miraculous healing the next morning, but that, that it was, it was God who showed me the way to eat, you know, and Mm -hmm. that, and that when I think about it, I'm like, he showed me food and what I needed to do in its like purest form, the way that he created it before we started processing and, you know, doing things different to the food. It's just like very real foods in their whole form that aren't farmed differently and processed differently. And so I'm like, when I really like sit back and think about it, I'm like, wow, that's kind of crazy. And so like, I don't, it's just so poignant to me that it's not, it wasn't like a bunch of medications or a bunch of different things. It was like, no, he created food and I'm eating it just basically the way that it used to be. What you it know? was intended. Yeah, for. what it yeah. was intended to be done. And it's that it's so nourishing for my body and that it's so healing for my body. And um, so that I think has been huge for me. And then just to see him use my story um, to help so many other people that might be in the same position that we're praying and praying and praying for healing and that weren't finding it. And then they hear, you know, my story and then change the way they've eaten and then they're seeing healing. And so there's this really awesome just ripple effect of my story and how he's amplifying it. And I mean, like, I just went on tour in January and got to hear stories, just story upon, I mean, I've been doing this for like 10 years and the story's still bring me to tears. And I'm still amazed with the different types of people that are being helped. And there was a woman in uh, one of my stops who was wheelchair bound from MS that came to my VIP meet and greet and was able to walk up to my table and give me a hug without a cane or a walker, all from oh, wow. all from food. So I think that has strengthened my faith, even though for a long time I was like, why? Like, why are you letting this happen? Why aren't you answering our prayers? 
Um, but to be able to see him like really work through our hardships and to be able to like really give glory to him and to see it be used for something. Mm -hmm. Giving Um, it purpose. Yeah. Giving it purpose has been really, really great for my faith. Um, I'm still, I still wrestle with a lot. I still kind of, you know, I'm like, okay, but I'd still really like to be healed because it's not been a perfect journey. Like I still have these flare ups. They're nowhere near what they used to be. I haven't been hospitalized for 10 years since I switched my diet. But if I'm particularly stressed, if I'm not taking care of my spiritual health, my emotional health, um, or, you know, just if I'm running myself into the ground, like I can still get these flare ups that can set me back a bit. And there's a lot of times where I'm like, okay, haven't I been doing this long enough? God, like, are can you just fix this now and I'll still spread this word. Like I promise. But, Mm -hmm. um, so I deal with that still, you know, um, I'm still like, okay, when, you know, how do we pray and what do we ask for? And what, what does it look like when it's not answered in the way that we hope for or expect it to be? Yeah. And sometimes we don't know we're going through something. We don't know how it's going to be used later. And it's so that we can have empathy. I think. (laughs) Yes. I think so too. I know it's a hard, like I was, I was telling hell this yesterday, but I'm like, sometimes I feel like he keeps me close to the problem so that I can have empathy for all these people that are looking to me for inspiration and for hope. And, you know, if there have been years where I haven't dealt with any symptoms at all, I start to be removed from the problem a little bit, you know, cause you, you kind of push that under and you're like, I don't really want to think about those hard times. And so sometimes when I do have kind of the bumps in the road, it's just a reminder of like, look how, look how, bad it was. Look how far you've come. Mm -hmm. And this is a reminder of what these people, these millions of people around our country are feeling like every day that are just so sick that haven't yet heard that food can help. Um, And so that is good for my heart and for, because, you know, you just start to get not cold, you know, or shut off to it. But when you've heard something so many times or you've dealt with something and you're kind of trying to not be super emotional about it, it's, it's sometimes easy to kind of put like the walls up so that that you don't feel. Yeah, I get that. So, but then it's harder to connect with people, you know? So So you have those moments. And then, so, you know, with your faith and food and well-being and keeping all of that, like, what are your things that keep you balanced? Like, what is, what do you look forward to in a day that's going to feed your, um, not your physical self with the food, but, but that well-being side, the spiritual side, or just the healthy Danielle side? What's a, when you're in a healthy place? Because sometimes, I mean, you are a, I can tell you're very driven, you're hardworking, you're very busy, you're a mom, you're a wife, you're yeah. an entrepreneur. Like you got a lot going on. Yeah. You know, and you know, you're I'm you're not always the best touring around. But like, <laughs> so what are and do do you have to, even if it's you're not the best at it, you have yeah. to at some point realize that and then be intentional. Yes. Like what am I gonna do to ground myself? Yes. Like what brings me healthy, Danielle? Yeah, there's <laughs> a lot that I and I try to really make it priorities. So um napping is mm-hmm. one of those things that, and that's not on the spiritual side, but just the physical, but that's just the taking well-being. care of yourself. I feel yeah. like it's all encompassed. Yes, I yes. agree. So especially if I'm noticing like my health slipping or if I've been traveling like crazy, like I have to schedule a nap in because otherwise I'll be like, oh, I've got this to do or this to do or, you know, so sometimes just like a 45 minute nap and then occasionally if I can massages, I'm going to get one today because we're on a break from tour right now. So, and I'm, we're taking off tomorrow night. So I'm like, I got to get massaged more than anything because a massage means that, 
I can't have my phone. I can't be thinking about, I mean, you can think about things, but like for the most part, I fall asleep. That's like the best thing for me is just to shut off. Mm -hmm. And then when I'm home, honestly, even though I know some people are like, oh, time with my kids is so stressful, which it is when you're at home. But um, when I'm at home, taking my kids on -on one-on-one dates has been really good for me. Oh, I love that. Emotionally and then connecting with them. And then I think just to like put any of the mom guilt aside. And I love doing them one-on-one because I really feel like I get to catch everything with just that one, that one, cause I have three and to get to have the conversations and to like, just have that really special time. That is really, really good for me. It just, and I, and I am very purposeful that like, there is no work, there's no Instagram, there's no phone, there's no emails. Like it's just me and them. And even if it's like a two hour outing, you know, in the middle of the day, that to me is really huge. And then my time with my husband at the end of the day, I think is really, really big. Um, that's like when we just talk about everything. And, you know, if we need, we pray about things and it's like, it's just, that's like like our special time, I think, just to debrief on all the things. Um, and then honestly, good friendships, like, especially with my faith journey that I've particularly two friends here, Hillary's one of them, um, that have just been so understanding and so patient with my faith journey and always there to talk about, but never forcing, like, I kind of grew up in a household where it was like guilt ridden faith where it's like, you need to figure it all out right now. You cannot doubt, like you need to be at church every Sunday. You need to be in your, in the devotionals every day. And there's just been a season where I'm like, I'm just trying to figure out what my relationship is with, with Jesus and with God and how to talk and how to, you know, and they've just been so good in that to bounce those things off of and to hear that they've had similar struggles or that, you know, we can connect on certain things and then that they can offer, um, just knowledge and advice and the things that they've traveled and the, like through in the past. And with so no judgment. with no judgment, yeah. no judgment and no rush to be like, you need to, you need to figure this out now. Like you need to be back, you know, perfectly walking, you know, hand in hand. And it's just been really good. Like just of this freedom of like, okay, like I'm working through this and, and it's okay. And I'm going to come out stronger on the other side. So the friendships I think are huge too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a second ago, you mentioned your kids and your husband. Yes. So next thing I want us to talk about is your family. Yes. So we'll get into that next. Okay. So when we were talking about well-being, mm-hmm. like two things that stood out to me, which I thought were awesome, were part of you being your healthiest version is carving out time, purposeful time yeah. with your kids yeah. and then purposeful time with your husband and, and how y'all can refuel yeah. together yeah. and look at whatever you need, whether it's like be alone together, pray together. Pro- I'm assuming maybe have, you mentioned having date nights with your kids, which I want to yes. go into more about that, but probably yeah. also date nights with my husband, your yeah. husband. We try to go once a week. Oh, wow. I know it doesn't always happen. It usually ends up being like twice a month, but we really do try, even if it's like a two hour dinner. Okay. We so just... since we're on that, let's talk about the husband. Yes. And then we'll get into the kids and those dates. Cause I think that that's that's something a lot of us probably need to take note of. Yeah. Because my husband and I are not dating once a week. Nope. It's not happening. It's not <laughs> happening. I know. It's hard. And we. it's been over the last like year or so. I think the more kids we have, the more we've tried to put priority on it just because life is crazy. And, yeah. you know, with working full time and me traveling and we just, our best time connecting is out to dinner and just where we're by ourselves, you know, across the table from each other. And he's, so we've been together since I was 16. So, and he was 17. Um, And so he's my best friend. And like, I mean, I know people say that and it sounds cliche, but like he really is my person and we've grown up together and we, everything we, you know, we've faced a lot together from, you know, just in the the 12 years that we've been married. I'm like, how long has it been? (laughs) Um, 
so I, yeah, my time with him is so important. And we just feel like we're better parents when we can go out and have our time. We talk about everything from like my business to the kids, to our relationship, to it's just everything. And we can cover it, you know, in dinner. And it's, it's like my favorite time of the week. So how do y'all treat date night? I mean, do y'all, you have reservations or just like wherever you feel like going or do you get dressed up? Does no, he, no, I don't just get like, dressed up. I mean, we live in California, so everybody's usually pretty casual. Okay. It's like kind of that California well, casual. I just want to know the rules yes. behind date night once no, a week. It's not like a very formal thing. It's not it's like, just like you're making it happen. Yes. Like okay. he's not like asking me on a date and making reservations or like anything like that. It's like, oh, you, I know because I was like once a week, that's a lot. I know. Yeah. I mean, I maybe mean, every once in a while you yeah. sprinkle that in. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No. I mean, we have like two or three places that are our go-tos. We go to them all the time in this, this I'm sure being you know, in California, you have a lot more options of places you can eat out. Although you guys have such good stuff here, you know, I mean, down yeah, but do, does eating out, is that given, you know, just something you obviously have to, yeah, you're I not, do you're it. not that person that's like, oh, hey, um, yeah, I just, I'm, I need, do you have any gluten-free options? Right. And they and probably I'm think go you're eat, just like, trying to like take care of your face and yeah. you're like, no, 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 <laughs> I legit cannot have gluten. <laughs> well, so, so like that's, I think we have our favorites that we know are safe. And like in California, you can go to a lot of restaurants and they'll have a designated gluten-free menu, which is really cool. So they'll basically like extract everything off of their main menu that is or can be made gluten-free. And then I just know now the places we go, like I know what I can order. I know what I have to modify. So that's, I think we just kind of go there. But yeah, I mean, we don't do long extravagant date nights, but it's usually like an hour and a half or two hours. And then we come, the key is to come home after bedtime because otherwise it just ruins the relaxation of date night because little kids, I have a two or four and a nine-year-old. And oh, the good. Yeah. Two and four-year-olds, you know, bedtime. It's like, you just never know what you're going to get, right? They could be asking for things for an hour after bedtime and you're just so frustrated by the time they finally fall asleep. So we always are like texting. It's usually my in-laws that watch our kids or our babysitter. And we're like, are they asleep yet? And as soon as they do, we're like, great, we're coming home. It's like 830. <laughs> we're like Perfect. super early birds. Um, we that don't. Is so wise. Yeah. I don't is, know that. I mean, it's so simple. It but is. Yet, and it's like, okay, I should be thinking of that too, but you don't always, Yeah. sometimes you feel bad like having to have somebody else put your kids to bed, but- They're easier for them. Right. They're easier for babysitters. I swear they go down for babysitters like that because they know that they can totally like play the cards with mom and dad. They're like, oh, I know you'll get me water if I ask. Or like, I know you'll if I say my tummy hurts, mm-hmm. you'll give me a snack. Or mom, I swear- Mom, read to me. Mom, read, yeah, that one happened to me song. last night. Mom. One more song. Yeah. One page. Yes. <laughs> one more page. But mom, come back. I turn the lights off. I walk out, mom. Oh, and totally. then you feel like you can't just, no, I feel you can like just ignore every, them. Uh, well, <laughs> you can. I mean, yeah, I was going to say we, we have, we're yeah. like, I'm closing the door. If you talk again, I've but. gone downstairs before where I've been like, I'm just like, I'm ignoring it. I can't yeah. do this. I can't do this. I'm tired. I have to wake up yeah. so early. I don't have time for this. My husband's out of town and, but I'm walking away from him thinking like, I just, this is, he's going to be in therapy one day and he's gonna be like, well, no. I used to yell for my mom <laughs> and she, and didn't she would just walk away. No, they will be fine. <laughs> but, um, we also, re- we realized. I probably when my oldest, who's nine, was little, if we came home like in the middle of bedtime, all bets would be off. It was like the, the transition from the babysitter to us to then like us being gone and him seeing us. And then it, it just was like it would take forever to try to get him down. So we learned. We were like, we cannot come home until they're asleep so that there's just no issues. And it's it's the best thing we can do, honestly. And then usually we'll come home and like just watch a show together on the couch. Like we're, we're boring date nighters. It's really oh, just no, like- no, that sounds fantastic. Yeah, isn't it? I'm like, I don't yeah. want to be out late. I don't really want to go see a movie. I just want to have dinner with my husband and I want to come home and like watch something on Netflix. Have so you all watched Yellowstone? No. Oh, it's so good. Okay, I've got a whole list of things that we need to watch. Oh, bump but, that to the top. Okay. Because I- 
I resisted it for so long because I thought it was an old Western. Yeah. And like Kevin Costner's in it as a cowboy. And I literally thought it was a period piece from like back in the day. And I just was like not into it. But so many of our friends were like, you should watch Yellowstone. And without even really knowing what it was about, I kept saying no. Okay. And then I realized it's modern day. Yeah. In Montana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... It's so good. Okay. Okay. We'll add it because we've got, and there's only we're two in seasons. like a lull right now where we don't have much to watch. So this Boom. is, okay. Problem perfect. solved. <laughs> Yellowstone. It's not on Netflix though. It's on, like Hulu we bought something? it on Amazon. Okay. Amazon's so good. We have too. Amazon Prime. Yeah. We video. have it all. Yeah. 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 So do we. But I mean, we're usually so tired that we literally can watch like one 30 minute show a night. I mean, it's, that's yeah. it. And then we're like, 9 15 we're like okay time for bed we're mm-hmm. just tired i know what you is know? binging these days yeah. no, i'm like no, no, if no, i no, watch no. one and a half episodes yeah. that was a good binge yeah <laughs> absolutely i'm staying up later on my tour right now than i do at home like i just it, we go to bed early yeah um okay so now you we're we go on date nights and we come to come home after yeah. the kids are asleep wise tip but then <laughs> on there's nights that you want to date your kids yeah what does that look like so I normally do midday for the kids and, okay. and it's like either. And they're one-on-one. It's a, is yeah. it like all them together. Or you no, one-on-one. On one. Okay. I love the one-on-ones. So I realized, and I don't do it as often as I wish I could, honestly, but when my middle was born, I realized very quickly, like you, when you go from one to two or one to three or whatever it is, that time with your oldest that you had one-on-one is just so different. And I remember really like grieving that because I'm with the baby and I was nursing and it's like my husband kind of took the older one. And I just remember being like, oh, I loved our time by ourselves at the park or, you know, when it's just one, that's, that's what it is. It's just always you. So that's when I started it. I was like, okay, I'm going to leave the baby at home. I'm going to take my oldest Asher and like, just take him to a movie and to, to, um, like get a burger or something. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, my, my kids love to go to like the painting ceramics places. Um, so like color me mine, like things like that. So I usually let them pick. Um, but I try to keep, I I can't do it more than more than like a couple hours more because it's like either they have to nap or I need to get back to work, but it feels like it's just a good amount of time. It's like to go and have a meal with them where you're across the table and there's none of the other siblings and the distractions, the conversation I just feel like is really sweet, even with a four-year-old who doesn't, you know, can't really have that long of a conversation, but like you just can get things out of them that you can't when they've got their brothers sister there. Um, so we do movies, mini golfing. Um, I mean, even little things like, you know, my, my youngest now she's two, but she likes to paint her nails. So it's like a little date with just, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, anything that they want to do, even if it's just going to the park, just one-on-one time for me, it fills me up. And I think it really fills them up too. They're not trying to figure out how to like get above the noise of the siblings. Um, and I think too, I think like when there is a baby in the mix, it's super helpful for the older ones just to feel like they've got, mom, you know, for a certain amount of time. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's sweet. I love it. So do your kids eat gluten-free? They do. So they're a hundred percent gluten-free and then they eat paleo like 80% of the time, which is just because so that's how I cook. paleo for yeah. people that maybe don't so know. So paleo is grain-free, dairy-free, legume-free, and then refined sugar-free. Gluten okay. is is only in, in wheat and barley and rye, a couple other things. It's a protein found in some of those things. Um, so it's like paleo is kind of a step above. Right. And so no legumes. No. No beans. No, which they just don't ever. I mean, if they were to like, if I were to take them to a Mexican restaurant or something, they would probably eat some black beans if they had them on their plate. Right. It's not something I make in my house. Oh my gosh. My kids live off rice and beans, but they're from Haiti. Yes. Right. So that's like, yeah. But I mean, they love it and I do not make it near as good as the Haitians. how old are they again? 12 and nine. Yeah. So, I mean, they've grown up eating that. Like that's the thing. Like Mm -hmm. that's- 
I know that's yeah. their feel good, but there's yeah. no way even sometimes where I'm like, okay, we got to branch out, yeah. you know, we got to, and I try to watch the gluten and I, I don't think they have a gluten intolerance, right. but right. you know, you even mentioned earlier how some parents who have children on the spectrum, like I don't, but yeah. there is something that gluten is doing and yeah. it can affect like sugar and gluten. Right. Like that's, that's why I try to limit it yeah. now. I know that I, they don't, it doesn't make them sick, right? but it is doing something to them. Yeah. And it like, sometimes if I can't figure out their attitude or yes. their energy level or yeah, those are all things. Yes, so that's how my it, kids are. There's, yeah. They've never been diagnosed with anything. I've never noticed it. I mean, maybe occasional like a tummy ache if they've had it, but not anything like anything big. Um, but their attitude, my oldest is when I, so for years, probably until he was three or four, I was eating that way, but I was giving him everything, like all the processed snacks with wheat and sugar and all of that. And I would notice for sure, like an attitude, like a little defiance, like not anything huge, a little bit of extra energy (laughs) or lack thereof. Like, and so Mm -hmm. since changing, I mean, and and I'm like, you know, I try to take a perspective of this is how we're going to eat at home. This is what I'm going to pack you. But like, if you were at something and especially for the older one, I'm like, if you want to try something, like go ahead. You know, you don't have anything diagnosed. I would love for you to watch and see like what the correlation is. And he's starting to notice it. Like he's like, oh yeah, I tried that cupcake at that birthday party and I don't feel good today or, you know, something like that. So because they don't have celiac and they don't have anything diagnosed, you know, I'm, I'm, I try to, to keep it that way, but I also know when they're older, they're probably going to go eat things. But the other thing for me is that autoimmune disease can be hereditary. Oh, yeah. And so while they don't have anything now, I also didn't until I was 22. And so my thought is like, if I can get them eating really healthy food that's really nourishing and good for their bodies and that's anti-inflammatory and that's easy to digest, which a lot of things, gluten is just hard on your body to digest and that can cause other issues. So for me, I'm trying to just set them up in a good path for as they become adults and that in hopes that they won't ever be diagnosed with it. Right. Yeah. So you think as parents, it's wise for us to take a look at that. I like do. Even yeah. if they don't have anything yeah. wrong, there's, there's, I feel passionately and I don't really have any research right now yeah. to back <laughs> up my feelings, but I just feel like there's something to it. I do. And even yeah. with myself, I don't have a gluten intolerance, right. but I know that I feel better when I'm not eating gluten. Right. Right. I, w- I do eat Ezekiel bread. Yeah. Sprouted. So and so the thing and with sprouted grains, and this is again, like, this is why I st- kind of started to move away from my against all grain logo as well, or, or brand name is. I well, I cannot do any grains. I right. do think if you are going to eat them, they should be soaked and sprouted, and that's what Ezekiel does. And that's if you think about it, there was. I mean, it's biblical. I was just going to say. <laughs> so, I mean, yes, people ate grains, but they they the way that they were grown and the things that they were not sprayed with, and the way that they were processed, and then there was no bread being made without those grains being soaked and sprouted and then like ground. And, you know, so we've just taken so many shortcuts in the way that we eat. Even rice used to be, I mean, people would soak it for 24 hours and then rinse it all off and then cook it and beans, right. same thing, same right? Thing. It's like yeah. soaked for a long time because what that does is breaks down the outer barrier that makes the it hard so part hard to, to digest. digest. Yeah, And it's like with the convenience items now of just buying things in cans or, you know, those those old practices are not, happening anymore. So I think there's probably some people that can't tolerate grains and beans in the way that we're eating them, that they they might be able to do stuff like Ezekiel bread. And that's kind of what I always tell people. I'm like, try that first, you know, right. like if you don't have to cut out all beans and grains because you can do them soaked and sprouted, then that's great. Like I would love that <laughs> for myself. Um, but I, so when my kids do eat grains at home, rice is one of them, usually white rice and I soak it and I cook it for them like in 
a different way so that their bodies can process it. And um, I don't really buy them much bread, but if I were to do it, I would buy Ezekiel bread too because I just think it's so much easier on your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. Um, and then there's there's something else I was going to ask you. <laughs> How to do with my kids and like snacks. Oh, yeah. I know. On your, I need to go on your blog and look, but is there recommendations on there? If like we yeah. have parents listening, yeah. like what? Because sometimes it's, it's a, it's a convenient thing. It's a totally. timing thing. Like I can't make my kids all Everything their snacks. From scratch. Right. Yeah. So, and while I know you have some amazing recipes, it's just not ideal for me. So, but, and now we live in a time where, wow, there's companies yeah. that are actually being Making thoughtful yeah. about that and putting it out there. Right. So do you have, yeah, there's a list. There's a list on the blog. I'm trying to think. I, mean, I think if you just did the search bar for snacks, um, they would pop up. Yeah, yeah. They would pop up or school lunches. And then there's a whole snack chapter in eat what you love. Ooh. Okay. And there's a t- all homemade snacks of like re- recreations of like animal crackers and even cheese its and things like that. But then cheese its. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. My grandma loved cheese its. I loved cheese its. They were and my a favorite. bottle of Coke. Oh, like awesome. that yeah. was inch cigarettes. I loved, I never was a goldfish <laughs> fan, but cheese its. Mm-hmm. I could go through, I mean, a box. Those things were so good. So there's a whole chapter of homemade snacks, but then in the back, there's a list of purchase, like you can purchase these snacks to help kind of make life easier on you. Oh, so I yeah. So, that. I mean, you can, whatever you can't find on the blog of, in that chapter. Of the and book, that's an it's e- super helpful. E- yeah, what you e- love, love. Yeah. which is that came out what last? It, it came out in um, Des- December. Last December. Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's almost been. I know it's crazy. It's going to be this a year. year has flown. It has flown. What's, do you have? more books in the works? Yeah. So I am um, currently writing a memoir. Oh. So it'll be much more, it won't be recipes at all, actually. It'll be full story and it'll just be about kind of my whole journey from even food and my relationship with food as a child, but then going into my diagnosis. And I'll talk a lot more about my time in Uganda um, and kind of why we were there. And, and then a lot more about my spiritual and kind of faith journey through all of that. And how it affects my relationships uh, with chronic illness and my diagnosis and then kind of moves through like starting the blog and the cookbooks. And so, yeah, it's going to be, it's a lot, it's really fun, but it's all, it's very emotionally draining because it's a lot of feelings yeah. that I'm like to Make have to feel and write. Yeah. Uh, and then I have another cookbook coming out as well, but not until 2021 in the fall. And it'll be like easy weeknight, 30 minute meals, one pot, you know, like sheet pan dinners. So very, like very easy, minimal ingredients, um, type of dinners. Mm, yeah. Hey, okay. love that. Okay. So for this last thing, the fourth thing, let's do gratitude. Great. Four things okay. that you're thankful for right now can be serious, can be like not serious at all. Okay. Okay, I'll do. I'll do a little bit. Of we just we just like to practice gratitude right yes. here because that's what brings true joy. It does. It's so huge. I think especially if I start to like go down the rabbit trail of like things aren't going right, then you really stop and think about all the things that are great in your life. It's amazing. Um, my husband, I would say, is number one. Yeah. Uh, I just, which I don't know if we've said his name yet. Oh, but yeah, shout, I know. I just keep out, saying my husband. Shout out Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> the husband. Um, he is just. He's always been. He's always been our rock. But I've been on. I'll be on the road for thirteen days, and he's at home with my kids and the pictures he sends me of the things that they're doing and just the way he takes care of them and the way he like steps it up. I mean, he did the star of the week poster, which is so something I would normally do. He was like calling me the other morning, like, do we have any pictures and this, and you know, and I'm like, I just am so grateful for him that he really steps in and just takes everything. And he never makes me worry when I'm out or never makes me feel bad or, you know, like, I just know it's, I know it's taken care of. Now I did cook a ton of food in advance and I've been sending them like instant cart orders to keep the food in the house stocked, but 
He's just so great with my children. He's, oh, he's amazing. I love that. Yeah, he's and just in my health too. He's just always been my advocate and my supporter. So that's number one. Uh, number two, I would say friends, especially because I'm on the road with two and here staying with one. It's just fills me up. Like I don't have the friendships like I have here. I mean, I've got friends back home, but these ones are special to me. So I'm particularly thankful for them right now. Just the, a good girlfriend is like... It's just invaluable. Yeah. And what is the thing on your blog that's feeding friendships? I saw you did yeah. one with Kelly Levesque. Yes. And she's a friend of mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, she was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. And um, so what it, is that just like a video yeah, series? Yeah, so it's a video series that I came up with that we need to shoot season two, but we're actually pitching it to networks right mm-hmm. now. Oh, fun. Um, it was this thing where you asked about Hillary. So like every time I visit a friend, that's my favorite thing to do is just to get into their kitchen. Nothing formal. And I'm not like making them, I'm not like their personal chef, like they're in the kitchen with me and they're asking questions and they're cooking. And it's like my favorite way to reconnect with a friend that I haven't seen Mm -hmm. in a while. And so I kind of came up with this concept where I would fly to friends' houses and we'd get into their kitchen and we'd cook. And usually it ended up being where there was kind of like a theme. So Kelly was about to have her baby. And I was like, let's make something that like you can have all this food in the fridge and just throw something together. And it was all like, you know, fab four compliant, like her, you know, her thing. And um, I did one out here with a girlfriend who was sending her kids to public school for the first time and was going to have to like cook lunches. She had homeschooled and she was like, how do I do healthy lunches that aren't just like PB and J's? And so we did a whole like lunchbox episode. Anyways, it's really, really fun. And we did, it was last year we did season one and there's just like eight episodes with yeah, eight of my friends. Yeah, they're all on your website. Yeah, so they're yeah. all on my website. So we'll be gearing up to do a season two at some point. Um, would you like to be on one? Oh, sure. <laughs> I literally, yes. I just like, it's so fun. I already <laughs> told you, you could come to my garage yes, apartment exactly. and cook in my so kitchen. So then we can film but it. But just bring yeah. a crew. Yes. No, my, I would love that. And my daughter, she loves. Oh, fun. One thing that, you know, and she never got to cook at the orphanage. Yeah. But um, she cooked dinner last night, actually, oh, and it's so it, she has such pride. She doesn't do yes. it often because she's so busy with she's always got tutoring or school yeah, or yeah, homework, yeah. and and also she needs her Netflix time. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're working on that. Yeah. We got to dial back, but uh, it makes her happy. And yeah. I love when she's watching a show that makes her laugh because she just laughs. Oh, it's so but sweet. Cooking is something that I've noticed really makes her happy. Mm. And, um, like if she even chopping things yeah. or like parsley, like some, I, I think like she that. was, she's familiar with some herbs that yeah. they had at the orphanage and would just, that I didn't even know that she was familiar with, yes. but she'd be like the green stuff that oh, will be at the I grocery store. That. And she'd be like that, that's, that's it. Stuff. Like she knows that yeah. she recognizes And I don't it. know if, she, cause she lived with her mom until she was five and yeah. from the orphanage five to 10. And okay. then now she's with us. So her third life. So I don't know if she has memories of her mom or Maybe. her aunt cooking yeah. or the, the ladies at the orphanage cooking. Cause they had a big kitchen pot area. I mean, it was right. outdoor, but it wasn't right. like anything fancy by any means. But, you know, the kids would help. She was yeah. part of the older kids that would help. And so I was like, I have got to like, uh, but I'm not the biggest cook. Right. So well, I'm maybe a class or but like I, even just cooking videos or, you know, yeah. like just, or something. Or if you come and we do that, yeah. she could like, she could do it with us. That and I think so that would fun. be like a fun layer yes. of her. And she would just think that it was like, that is the, the one thing like food is universal and it doesn't matter how fancy it is or how, you know, but it's like there, there are, there are no cultures that don't gather around food in mm-hmm. some way. It's like, it's a universal thing and not everybody finds joy in doing it, but I think there is something so 
rewarding to people that you're feeling like you're loving, like that's how you're yeah. giving, you know, giving back to somebody or you're showing your love that way or you're and you're provide like you're providing for somebody by cooking for them. Like you're, mm-hmm. you're nourishing them and you're fueling them. And so I love that. My kids are, my kids like to bake, but they haven't shown like a huge interest in it yet. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully they will. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Third thing. Third thing would be, this is another, this is just a dumb one, but honest mascara. Nothing's, nothing's dumb. Nothing's dumb. Sorry. Oh, honest mascara. Honest mascara. Yeah. So I, I, like I mentioned. Like honest the brand? Yes. Oh, like, I, like Jessica yes, Alba? like Jessica yes. Alba's. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned, I mean, I've tried to been, I've been trying to clean up like all my skincare and everything just because I'm trying to do everything for my body that I can to keep it healthy. And mascaras have been a hard one because like the the regular ones burn my eyes, but they work so much better. <laughs> and so I tried all the natural ones and they never worked. And hers, I love it, has a primer on one side and then the mascara on the other. And it makes them so much fuller and longer than any like natural one that I've ever tried. And it doesn't burn and it's non-toxic. So love it. Yeah, I, I found it. One. It's a good one. I yeah. found it like a like maybe six months ago. And I feel like I'm like, I tell everybody about it because I'm like, this is the best like non-toxic mascara I've ever tried. So that one. Okay. Yep. And then um, right now, because I love fall, I would say I've just started drinking. Like I have a pumpkin spice creamer that I put in my coffee. This is the fourth thing? Yeah, this is the okay, fourth wait, thing. What? You use a pumpkin spice creamer? I make that it. I, oh, okay. Well, but, I'll make it. I'll yeah, make, it. make it. I just was like trying to find one at the grocery store the other day. And Califia Farms. I just was going to say, they have one. They have one, but it was totally sold out. Of course, Whole Foods had it on yes, sale for like right. $3.99. And so everybody bought it. Yes. And I got there late. And so I, I did find one on the road at Target. That's Califia Farms. And it's, it's a pumpkin spice and they use monk fruit sweetener. It has some gums in it, but for the most part, the ingredients are really clean. I bought that for the bus. So I would say that, maybe I'll just say that's what I'm thankful for. Not even my homemade one right now. No, I'm, but I want to do the homemade one too. Yeah, homemade one too. It's on my blog. Then, but my problem with creamer though is the Clevia Forms one, it's pretty big. Yeah. And I only use like a tablespoon and then it says on the bottle, throw use within seven right. to 10 days. But I right. mean, I'm sure if you're making your own, we need to be using... Yes. It fairly quickly. Yeah, too, I would say, see, I was going to say six to six to eight days, but you can freeze. So one of my favorite things to do with anything leftover is I buy these silicone like muffin, mini muffin tins mm-hmm. and you pour whatever you have left and it's just like this big and it's like the perfect size to pop out and put into your so coffee. So it's like a little almond milk Yeah, like ice a cube. cream or ice cube. So, I mean, mm-hmm. the only thing is that'll cool your coffee down. So, you know, it depends, but you could take just like two out and put them in the fridge overnight so that they thaw out. So if you ever have too much, just okay. freeze it. See, you yeah. just, so could I freeze the Califia yeah. Farm ones Yeah, too? totally. Um, it changes the texture like ever so yeah, slightly. Yeah, because I've read almond milk, you have to be careful freezing yeah. it. Yeah, it's fine. It tastes fine and it freezes fine, but it'll, it, it, what the the difference is, is it won't just mix into your coffee as well. Like it might it'll co-op. Look weird. Yeah, it might, but it, but it still tastes but the whatever. same. But whatever. Right. I'm like, unless you're serving it to somebody, I don't think it really matters. So but. what is the name of your recipe? So it's called Pumpkin Spice Latte. It's on my blog. So creative. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So creative. The PSL, you know, um, it's like, yeah, I'm so making it's very easy. It's in celebrations too, but it's on my blog and you can make it. Well, then I have that. So I just have never, I didn't. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to make myself some real deal cookies and pour myself some tea with some pumpkin. I don't really drink coffee that much, but I'll do like a tea and some pumpkin spice latte situation. And it'll be fall. And I'm wearing <laughs> my four things fall sweatshirt. That's what Hillary was on last week. And I was telling her about it. But as y'all know, if you were listening in the beginning, we just <laughs> recorded that one an hour ago, but she, we were talking about our favorite fall things and we have this whole line of four things. Yes. Which this is for you, but we do. Oh, you have a tote. I you have the a tote. tote. Yeah. So, and Hillary, she has a heart for Haiti too. Yes. And that's what our squall line supports. And so it was like a whole time. And we were talking about that and like the, the, 
we did a limited edition fall one, like on burnt orange, yeah. but the fall things, you couldn't choose them. We chose them. Okay. And we put pumpkin spice on there because as one yeah. of the four, because everybody likes Right. Yeah. It's so basic. Yes. And we Whether got it's so a candle or a latte emails. or whatever it is. We got notes from people. They're like, I totally wanted to buy that except for you put pumpkin spice. Like and they don't like, like it? Well, yeah. There's definitely camps. It's like there's people because. And I'm like, what? Did I, I didn't know there was people that didn't like it. I think there are. I mean, oh, there's, there is. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's either like, you're either like an apple person or a pumpkin person during that, the fall. So, this, so they were like, man, if only you would have put apple cider, I would have bought it. <laughs> and we're like, apple <laughs> cider? What? I just was totally, I learned So something. I know this because I'm. I'm a food blogger. Right. So well, I get I those comments like right. a lot. Like, why do you do all pumpkin recipes? I don't <laughs> like pumpkin. I'm like, cause I like pumpkin. So, um, I had to, there was a year where I had to like develop apple recipes, which I like apple too, but I just love, I love pumpkin. It's just, it's fall for me. But yeah, there's people that don't like it at all. Uh, so they don't like it. No, trust me. <laughs> they were not happy with we that. We'll have to make a second one. Well, that no, says apple we're done. Spice, we're so. done. Okay. We sold home and we're like, okay, moving on. Like that was, that <laughs> was intense. You please everybody these I know. Days, you right? just can't. You, you just either can't. offend somebody or yeah, it's just the internet. Yeah. People can speak their minds. They do what they do. <laughs> and they're behind a keyboard. And then yeah. when you meet them in person, sometimes they're like, oh. Mm-hmm. not that Mm-mm. they're just the nicest yeah of course so um well I love the four things you were thankful for good thank and you and I feel like we learned about a new mascara yeah and you got us in the mood for some pumpkin spice <laughs> yes and then your husband and yeah. your friends yeah those my, are great kids those I are guess, can I add a fifth I feel bad now mom oh well, that like, can tie in okay to good your husband yes my family your we'll family yeah then your friendships then your yeah. mascara <laughs> then your pumpkin yes. spice in no particular order no particular order no <laughs> Okay, so isn't Danielle the coolest? Like, she seriously is amazing. Really enjoyed my time with her. Again, it wasn't that I didn't think she was going to be awesome, but you know you're just like kind of like that sigh of relief when you meet somebody in person and they're just as cool as they are online because you never know. I mean, sometimes you might meet somebody and they're a real, you know, Debbie Downer. But also then you have to take into consideration that if you have followed someone online that you like and then you meet them in person and maybe it's just not their best day. So that's where we can extend grace and be like, oh, I'm going to give them another shot because, you know, maybe they just were having an off moment or maybe they, you know, had a rough week taking care of their dad, which has been my case this week. My dad is amazing. He's been in Nashville, but we've had kind of a rough week and somebody said something to me today that I seemed a little bit off and I was like, shoot, well, It's got to be that because I think I've just been a little bit drained of some stuff I've been having to do with him. If my sister's listening to this, shout out. I know she's been there with him before. And it's just kind of stuff you don't really want to do with your parents, you know, like your dad, you know, like bathe them and stuff. But hey, you got to do what you got to do. And he has a good attitude about it because I know he certainly doesn't want me bathing him. And I, you know, I'm just doing what I got to do as a daughter. And sometimes we just have to step up and take a deep breath and handle it. And luckily my dad's awesome. And he's, you know, was uncomfortable at first, but now we're just making jokes. And I don't think he remembers like last year when he was really, really sick. I think he's doesn't recall a lot of that, that I've already done some of this stuff that now he's, now that he's more uh, aware of what's happening, I don't think he realized. I'm like, dad, you do know, like last summer, I already saw all this. Like I've already been here, but yeah, I'm having to go down that road again. So shout out to any and all of you that happen to be caregivers. I know my sister was on a couple of weeks ago and we did a little caregiver segment, but yeah, if you have to go down that road with loved ones, then, you know, high five, hugs, 
love, all the things. But all this to say, I, I just, you know, when someone said that about me and my demeanor today, I tried not to take it personally because I was like, you know what? I, I can kind of focus on things that I'm thankful for and not, but I mean, I just was tired. I think I was just emotionally a little drained. Maybe wasn't having, I didn't have my same, my, my personality wasn't the same as this person was used to seeing. So then it came across the wrong way. But again, that's when you can give somebody a second chance and know that, hey, maybe they're having, they're having a week, you know? So it is email shout out time. And this one is from Jennifer. And I just thought this was great encouragement for me to share my story, but also could be encouragement to you if you're resisting something, but then you kind of see different things and put in your life that could be opening up that door that you wouldn't just shut it you know, keep the door open. So this email is from Jennifer. Dear Amy, I wanted to thank you for being open about your adoption journey. I have been my, on my own adoption journey for two years now, and your story has made me think about my journey's path. I realized as I listened to your struggles and triumphs with your children that I was letting fear keep me from adopting an older child internationally, as my heart had wanted from the very beginning of my journey. I had been pursuing domestic infant adoption over the past two years because in my mind, that was less scary than adopting an older child. I had let my fear of language barriers, a child's traumatic start to life, and a host of other issues that an older child can present keep me from my heart's desire to adopt an older child. After a lot of soul-searching and conversations with my social worker, I am excited to be hosting a 12-year-old young lady from Columbia next month. If everything goes as hoped before she leaves to return to Columbia, I will be able to tell her that I want to adopt her. I've drawn courage from your story and I greatly appreciate the honesty about your journey. I know there is so much more to your story that you don't share with good reason, but I feel like you share just enough to be real. Thank you. Wow, Jennifer, I just wanna say like, I am just so excited for you having this opportunity to host possibly your future daughter and that you're going for it. And sometimes it's okay that that fear is there. I think it's, you just have to work through it. Um, It's okay to still be scared, but the fact that you're getting the courage to do something that you wanted to do from the beginning just makes me so happy. And um, yeah, just hearing, being able to read your email, maybe to others, your email might be encouragement to somebody else that needs to hear something similar. So I love that y'all email me, keep them coming for things with Amy Brown at gmail.com. And yeah, hope everyone has a great Thursday. Don't forget. I know it's only early October, but you can order your four things tote, Christmas shopping, do it. And we have some other fun things in the works. Like we're getting a lot of messages asking about our gratitude journal update. Uh, That is, I mean, we are trucking along with that. We are trying so hard to get that bad boy done in time for Christmas shopping. Um, But that you can order closer to Christmas. Like the totes, we're just encouraging you. If you think you want to get your girlfriends or girls in your life or sisters, mothers, whatever, a customized four things tote where you think of their favorite four things and put on a tote, just go ahead and knock it out sooner than later. I'm not saying you have to do it today by any means, but don't wait till the last minute because, because, because of a lot of cool things that we have going on. I don't know what our cutoff limit is going to look like. And of course we hate having to tell people that we have to, we're at capacity and we can't produce anymore. Um, and then yeah, there's that, but there's always the pre-made ones which you can snag. And then I don't think it's too late at this point. It's, 
October 3rd to maybe if you want to do, some people order four things customized totes for Halloween and their kids use it as their candy, you know, bag to walk around instead of like a pumpkin or another like trick or treat bag. They use a four things tote to get all their candy. So that is a fun idea. If you are wanting to do that, I would do that definitely ASAP because it will arrive basically just in time for Halloween. Um, Okay, I hope that y'all are doing great. Oh, and to access all that, I always forget, maybe sometimes there's new listeners and I leave y'all hanging. If if you've been listening all the time, you're like, yeah, 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 we know where to go, radioemmy.com or shopespa.com or the shop forward. We know all the ways to get to the totes or all the things that support Haiti and, and Pimp and Joy and whatnot. But if you are new, then just know all the stuff can be found on my website, radioamy.com. That one should be easy to remember. Okay, talk to y'all on Tuesday, next Tuesday when we do the Q&A episode. All right, bye. Be kind to joy, laugh a lot. E-K. E-K. Be kind to joy, laugh a lot. Be kind to joy, laugh a lot. Little food for your soul, baby. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful, baby. Laugh a little more, baby. Tighten up your core, baby. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org.